world is going through an expansion of consciousness, a changing of the ages, and many of us are on an awakening journey. I want to explore what all of this means and share people's personal stories so we can relate, enjoy the mystical experiences, and perhaps connect some more dots. Everyone's journey is completely unique. I'm your host, Wendy, and this is Light Always Wins. Hello everyone, I'm excited to share this conversation with you that I had with psychic medium Donna Boyle. This conversation is exactly why I love having these conversations with people because you just don't know what you're going to learn, where you're going to end up, and what you both might discover. So um, get on your multidimensional headphones and (laughs) enjoy the ride. All right. Hi, Donna. Thanks so much for being here today. You're welcome, Wendy. It's good to see you again. Yeah, you too. So um, I found you because a friend of mine who actually lives in India sent me one of your reels on Instagram. And I watched that reel and I was like, oh, this lady's interesting. Like I like her energy, you know, so I started following you. And then I found your podcast linking to the afterlife where you share recordings of readings that you do for people. And I was like, oh, wow, I really love this woman's readings. So then I decided to book one. And I have a funny story for you. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Of course, the, the reading was awesome, but it's really funny. I don't know if you remember, my dad came through and he said, I don't like the smell. And you were like, what's the smell? And I started laughing because the only thing I could think of in that moment was that the smell would be me, that he was smelling me working on the farm and sweating. And you were like, oh my God, this is just, that's too funny. I'm going to write it down. Well, two days pass and our neighbors have a giant hay field and they spray cow manure on it every once in a while. And they were spraying the fields and I went, oh, that's the smell (laughs) because it's terrible when they do it. And, you know, just in that moment, it didn't come to my mind, but I had to let you know that the smell wasn't me. (laughs) I love the way they talk as if present moment, it's all in the present moment. Like it's to him, it was happening in that moment. Yeah. And that's an enjoyable story. I'm so glad he was not joking with you. (laughs) Either way, it's kind of funny, but (laughs) exactly, exactly. It's a good one. (laughs) Thank you for letting me know that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, could you let our audience know a little bit about what you do? I do so many things. (laughs) so many things and it seems that like just recently spirit said to me why don't you need to it's not even why don't you do this it's you need to do this now Mm. and I said one more thing you're adding to my plate because no you need to do this and I'm like are you sure and then I'll start it and I'll go that was a really good idea So, so one of the big takeaways that I've glean from my work as a medium and clearing my mind and hearing things is that I do hear those quick little comments 
and I know that they're not from me because I'm not thinking about anything. Mm -hmm. They just appear. So I, you know, over 30 years ago, yeah, close to 25 years ago, I started yoga and it changed my present moments. Didn't change my life yet, but it changed my present moments. And I was working, I had a nighttime business that allowed me to have my daytimes free. So I was able to teach, to practice yoga like three to five times a week. Mm -hmm. And again, it was changing my moments. It was changing. It was allowing me to go so deep inside and find those places of me that have been hidden for so long. I eventually started teaching. I went to do some training at the Kripalu Institute in Massachusetts, started teaching, and I was getting such wonderful confirmation from I don't even know what I called it back then because I wasn't a medium then I don't know what I called it but I was having messages through my dreams I would wake up in the morning and I would hear something and I was like okay I'm gonna go do that not even know thinking it was coming from me and not from an outside source and then the 2008 economy tanked and I had a fabulous business in Vermont, same business, and I lost some major contracts. So my decision was to quit, just to quit, to chuck it all. I'd already been doing yoga now for 15 years. I didn't want to live in that state anymore. I had raised my daughter. She was off at college now. So I quit. I quit a six-figure income. I just quit. And I packed up my car and my cat and started traveling. I wound up in Virginia, which is another really good story, but I wound up in Virginia living with my cousin and his wife out of the blue. And within a year, I was, I saw my first, what I thought was my first spirit in full physical form. And then that, that was in 2012. And that just catapulted me to starting to give readings, practice with readings as a medium. I never put a filter on myself that said, this is all I want to do. I only want to hear from spirit. I never said, this is it. I'll just be satisfied with this. I always said, whatever you got, I'll take. Mm -hmm. And it kept building and building from there. And now I give readings, I teach classes online and in person. I'm on all social media. I do a word of the day from my spirit dictionary every day. I do some writings with spirit. I've authored now two books and I have three more in the process. I love what I do now. At this age, I love what I do. I just love it. Mm, that's awesome. I love that. It just, it's funny, the past few days, I've been feeling this flow. And I've just been having like, immense amounts of like poetry come through, or prose. And I thought to myself, is this how Donna feels all the time? <laughs> <laughs> that is how I feel all the time. Because when you shut off that piece of your mind, you remain open mm -hmm. to anything. Mm -hmm. I only write now 
write <laughs> books now when spirit tells me to. Hmm. Otherwise, I'm just sitting there beating my head against the desk. I received the second chapter of my novel, my young adult novel, not out yet. I received the second chapter in a dream. Came to me in a dream. Woke up in the morning. I said, oh, that's a really good second chapter. Wrote the whole thing out. Wow. So I wait. I, I say spirit is my muse. Mm-hmm. Mm. Exactly how I feel. You got it. That's exactly how I feel. I love that because I think for me personally, like I, I relate to you so much in, in your story. And I actually have, uh, there's a little part that crosses over for me where I had a kind of a mini awakening at Kripalu actually. Wow. <laughs> where wow. I start, That's where I learned automatic writing. And I had never done that before or felt creative in the writing process. You know, I was always a visual artist, but I started putting it into words there. And then that just kind of, you know, as the little pieces come along, it continues. And um, yeah, so I thought that was kind of wild that that the Kripalu crosses over because I think that place is so special. There's, there's such a, it holds an energy just from, you know, years and years and years of people going there, I guess, for what would you call it? Uh, self investigation. I don't know what to call it. Yeah. It's an experience for sure. And as many other places that I've worked that were healing related, people go there just for that detox, that awareness, that community, that they don't have in their day-to-day lives. And I went there after my training, this was a while, this was back in, I don't know, early 2000s, is that possible? Yeah, over 20 years ago, (laughs) that's when you were allowed, if you were a certified teacher, Corpalu teacher, you could go back and assist programs that they had. And you would do it, you could do it for free and they put you up room and board. And I did that so many times. I got so much from assisting other teachers in their own practice. I learned prenatal yoga. I learned Iyengar yoga. And I assisted these beautiful programs. I had a thought the other night, a memory the other night. I was assisting a program with Patricia Walden, are you familiar with Patricia Walden? No. She's an Iyengar teacher. She's probably a little bit older now. So that was 20 years ago. And Stephen Cope. And they were both teaching yoga. Stephen was teaching Kripalu and Patricia Walden was teaching Iyengar. And the assistants would break up into groups. So they would do the assisting of the students that were taking the class. So I had a quadrant of maybe... 10 people, 10 students that I would help them with their yoga poses. And I thrived. That was my, I got to teach. That was my moment where this is what I have to do. And I remembered the other night, Patricia, she was at the front of the room. It was a huge room. There were probably maybe 300 people in this room. And she would over her microphone say, Donna, and she would point to a student that was in a pose incorrectly or whatever. 
and I would go over and adjust, make the adjustment. But it was so, it was so pleasurable to me to be able to help like that. And again, this is before I became a medium. I did think that I would be doing that the rest of my life. Mm. It's funny how things change, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, it's I, I relate in that way too because I I'm a farmer and I've I've always thought like, okay, this is this is amazing. This is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. And that led me to spirituality. And, you know, it's it's just funny how it morphs and changes. And I don't think I'll ever stop farming. You'll probably never stop doing yoga, right? That's correct. And so it's just like these little pieces that we, we like pick up along the way and just keep, keep transforming into whatever the next thing is. And that's like that flow that, um, we were talking about, you just kind of open yourself up and let the universe take care of you. Right. Or, or let the universe sort of use you as an instrument. (laughs) And you're actually using yourself because this was if you're in that frame of knowing, this was what you planned. Mm. So the struggle that I find with most people is they're struggling over the loss of something or the coming loss of something. Mm-hmm. When I quit my business, I had wanted to do it, my big business. I wanted to do it for two years. Yeah, Two years I'd been thinking I should leave the state. Mm-hmm. And I had started packing up actually packing up part of my apartment and taking it to my brothers in Connecticut. Two years went by, but I never did it. I never bit the bullet and did it. And then the economy tanked. So the universe did it for me. Mm-hmm. I had every opportunity to do it prior, mm-hmm. but my plan, my my contract with myself must have been, okay, I'll give myself two years. And if it doesn't happen, there's going to be something big. Right. I I like to apologize to everyone right now in one other format for the economy in 2008 and all those people that lost things. If that was my lesson, I'm very sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe everyone was due. Maybe collectively we decided to learn something right then. (laughs) Yes. If you chose that, because even that could have been denied. You Mm -hmm. could have been fighting. When I left it, I was like, okay, see you later. Bye. I went from a six-figure income to nothing in one night. Mm-hmm. I didn't think anything of it. And then throughout the rest of my days, when you know either my father passed or my mother passed away, it was all, eh, you never know until you know. Yeah. Eh, what are you going to do? Just keep going with the flow. And I raised my daughter that way. And recently, she spent like six months deciding, should she leave this wonderful job that she has? And she was struggling and, you know, I've been applying, why nothing, why nothing yet? And I said, honey, you know, the universe is providing, you know, there's messages during this time mm-hmm. of you not getting what you think you want. Mm-hmm. And then when the job finally appeared, it was a wonderful experience. And she's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, this is what, you know, the job wasn't there yet. Mm. The thing that you're wanting isn't available yet. Mm-hmm. Yet. Mm-hmm. The world's not ready. The job's not ready. They're just not ready. I, I, I do know that a lot of our challenge comes from that, that wishing and hoping yeah. and wanting something 
that hasn't happened yet. That's future thought. Mm -hmm. That's why I, I brought this up yesterday during a reading. I don't agree with vision boards because <laughs> vision boards put you, if you do it correctly, it's correct. But if you don't do it correctly, you're looking at these things that you want, but never getting them. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get them, how does that make you feel? Yeah. Not, not worthy. Yeah. So I said to this client yesterday, all right, I hear you did this vision board, but how about if you just think of what it feels like to have that mm -hmm. and have that in your body, feel that what it would feel like to that you, when you get that, mm -hmm. that's the feeling you want right now without attaching it to the outcome. Yes. Perfect sense. It's, it's all about that. I was that I just kept hearing attachment, attachment, detach, you know, as you're saying that, because the truth is like, we always have the opportunity to feel the way that we want to feel right. Like, um, just to be present. And I don't know, for me, like, I feel so fortunate to like, live where I do and have land that's beautiful. So it, it feels pretty easy for me to stop and just go outside and look around and feel so grateful. And then still, I, I catch myself in that trap sometimes where I'm wanting more, you know, and exactly. uh, attaching to something that I probably deep down know is coming, but it's just not here yet. And then it's like, okay, like, just get present again, focus on the next step, focus on what you're, you, ha you have to do today and just trust that it'll come in when it's going to come in. I love that because it, it explains so many things. How do you get to that point of not attaching present moment, seamless soul consciousness, all of those things? And for many of us, it, they're different ways. It's not all the same way. Yeah. For me, it was becoming a minimalist and I didn't do it purposefully. I did it because I lost my business yeah. and everything I had needed to fit in my car. But I stored in storage so many things. And for about four years, I didn't have all those things. I had my bedroom at my cousin's house and that was it. Mm -hmm. Then I there came a point where it was time to get rid of all those things from storage. Mm -hmm. Now I seriously, everything I own fits in my car, everything. There's nothing in storage. That's amazing. It is. And <laughs> I say to myself, I've moved to this place now, which I love. It's the first time I've had my own apartment in over 10 years. And I love it. And I'm settled here now. I want to stay here for a while. So I had to buy a chair. I bought a desk. <laughs> but I know if I leave here... I will not take those big things with me. Mm -hmm. I will either leave them, sell them. Everything I have will be in my car again. And that was my way to recognize my attachment to things, my attachment to money. Mm -hmm. And how is that going to grow me? Mm -hmm. And I've had many moments with spirit after I was crying over about a, a car bill that I had to pay and not making any money and spirits like who are you to think you're in control of that hmm. in that moment 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I stopped crying and I stopped yelling and I'm like, oh, you're right. I guess if I'm meant, this was meant to happen, then that was a good lesson for me. <laughs> so I used the lesson, but like you, there is that first moment of crap. Are you serious? And then I'm like, all right, show me, show me I'm ready for this. Yeah. So how did you, how, what was that transition from being a yoga teacher to being a medium like for you? Good question. I'm thinking back when I, I had a yoga studio in Vermont, loved it, did everything. But eventually, I don't know why I thought it was too much, but I, clo- I sold it. And I opened up with a friend, a wheatgrass growing business and seed business, organic seed business. <laughs> See, I grew things too. <laughs> in fact, I just posted today a picture later when you go on Insta on my story is a picture of me in front of the grass that I used to grow, wheatgrass that I used to grow. Nice. You were a grass farmer. <laughs> I was a grass farmer. Didn't have to go outside though, only inside. Didn't have to bend over to cut it. <laughs> somehow that transitioned that piece. And then when I moved out of the state, I, I was teaching a few classes of yoga, but it kind of just was for myself at that time. Because at some point, you just don't want to do that some things anymore. I don't know, I just stopped teaching the bigger classes. But I had these dreams my whole life of teaching to mass crowds standing up in front of thousands of people my whole life. Mm -hmm. And then when I started teaching yoga, it was teaching big classes of yoga, big classes. Mm -hmm. Like I still want to teach at Kripalu. That's still a a vision of mine. But but they were big classes. And my biggest class was probably 40 people. That was it. Mm -hmm. And then I started seeing spirit. And I started focusing only on spirit and how do I connect and forgot about yoga. And then my first spirit guide that came to me in full form was Jerry Hicks, Esther Hicks husband who passed away. He was one of my guides. And he, during, during a group reading at Camp Chesterfield, which is where I went to do some classes during a group group reading, there was a medium doing a platform reading. And the first thing this medium said was Jerry is here. And I'm in a group of maybe a hundred people in this church and I, I'm not thinking anything. And the woman beside me smacks me in the arm and says, isn't that your friend? <laughs> and I went, oh, that's for me. And I raised my hand. I said, oh crap. And the first thing Jerry said through this medium was stop pigeonholing what you do. Mm. And I'm like, what does that mean? And I can't remember what else he said, but those words stuck with me. Mm -hmm. So I started to recognize, Donna, everything you've been doing, I'm getting goosebumps now, everything you've been doing in your life has led you to becoming this, a messenger for spirit. Mm -hmm. You can't say, oh, I wasted all that time doing yoga. I had some powerful moments doing yoga where I was shot up out of my body, where I recognized voices, where I didn't even know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't know when this happened, probably about nine years ago. And now, because of that statement, stop pigeonholing, everything I do is part of what I do. Mm-hmm. Your farming 
is part of what you're going to continue always doing, whether you're on that field or not. You will be continually planting seeds and growing. <laughs> in more ways than just sticking them in the ground, right? <laughs> exactly. Good metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you saw spirit. There was one day you saw spirit or you saw your spirit? I saw Jerry Hicks. I okay. was didn't know who he was. I was had already done some pretty cool, this is when I was in Virginia, had done some pretty cool events with a medium who would give you spirit guides. Mm -hmm. So I had pictures of my spirit guides through this medium and names of some spirit guides. So I was on that track of, okay, I'm protected. Now I get. Now I get why yoga was so fabulous for me. I have these great yogis as spirit guides. <laughs> and my mom and my brother were like just continuously telling me, you have to listen to Abraham Hicks. You have to listen to her videos. And I just said, I'm too busy. I have to find a job. I have to do this. So I finally gave in and I started watching a video of Esther Hicks channeling Abraham. Hmm. And while I'm doing it, this gentleman appeared right beside me right beside me in my bed. He was sitting beside me, older gentleman, gentleman, good looking, dressed in a suit. And the first thing I say to myself is great. <laughs> Another guy that's unavailable, just my type, right? Unavailable, <laughs> older. <laughs> so I, I don't think anything of it. Again, I guess it was just, I didn't freak out. I just started talking. Mm -hmm. I didn't touch him. I'm thinking if I touched him, maybe my hand went, would go through him. But he was beside me looking like anybody would sit beside me, mm -hmm. a human form. So the first thing I say is, hey, who are you? And he points to my computer and just says to me, click the link. And I said, but let's chat. Who are you? Who are you? And he must. And he said again, Donna, click the link. He knew my name. And I asked another who are you though? Look at you. Who are you? And he said, Donna, click the link. That was all he said. I clicked the link and it took me to a picture of Jerry and Esther Hicks. It was Jerry Hicks. Mm. And as I turned around to look at him again and I said, hey, that's you. And he was gone. So hmm. he answered my question, right? I asked who he was. He answered my question. He was dressed in the exact same outfit that the computer showed me, that picture of him on the computer. Didn't know who he was. First thing I did, called my mother. I said, Mom, is Jerry Hicks dead? And she said, I don't know. Why are you asking? I said, because he just appeared in my room. She was the first person I told. <laughs> and she's like, wow, that's cool. When you become a medium, I've got some friends down here. Are you kidding? So that was it. And then I just started that journey of doing meditations with him, mm -hmm. figuring out why he was with me. Mm -hmm. And I had to wait. I told my cousin at the time, but I had to wait four months to see a medium that I was referred to in Virginia to confirm that I wasn't, you know, a little loopy. Uh huh. <laughs> And now I'm making a connection 
because I just told that story about the medium saying, I have a Jerry here. When I sat in front of that medium four months after seeing Jerry now and speaking to Jerry and on my own, the first thing that medium said was, there's a Jerry here. Hmm. So I, like my shoulders dropped, I took a deep exhale and just went, phew, I'm not kooky. That's how it started. You're going to, this is funny because my neighbor just passed and his name is Jerry. <laughs> and that's the way it works. <laughs> we are connected in a few more ways. Now. Yes. When you said, when they said, I, I sat down and they said, I have a Jerry, I immediately thought of my neighbor. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's a good one. That's oh a good one. Gosh. I'm sorry for your, I'm sorry your neighbor yeah. passed away. Yeah. Me too. He was a cool mm. guy. Mm. I'll have to <laughs> chat with him in another reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you've written a couple of books already and you're working on some more, you said. Could you tell us a little more about those? They are musings from spirit. My I had I had the wisdom. Don't ask me how. It just happened. I've had a journal since Jerry first appeared. I've started to have it a journal. I have it on a document in my computer. It's a million pages long. Everything that's happened in the last 12 years is there. Mm -hmm. So as I started giving readings, what would come out of my mouth was such powerful words and statements and phrases that I would write them down. So I just continued, whether I'd hear it myself in my head and the meditation, always from spirit. And I would just write them down. About three or four years later, I now have a document filled with these wonderful quotes from Spirit. So I heard, why aren't you writing a book? And I said, I'll write a book. So my first book, The Universe Wants You to Remember, Inspiration and Intention from the World of Spirit, is filled with quotes. Mm. And I published that on Amazon, self-pubbed on Amazon right now. It's only an ebook. That's ebook that's been available for you know 99 cents for the last few years. And I'm just getting the nudge now to start doing that in paperback form. So I have that one. And I also have a book, The Universe Wrote You a Poem, which is poetry from the world of spirit. Mm. And these are things that I did through events. It's automatic writing through events. There was a time you can get it now with a reading. You can get a reading plus a poem from the universe. That's specifically for you. And basically what I do is I hear the person's name in my head and I just start writing. Mm -hmm. And it's a verse from the universe, from spirit. And again, I ask my client all the time, can I use that? And they said, sure. So now I have a bunch of poetry from the universe. Mm -hmm. My second book now is the poetry and that's done. It just has to be published either self-pubbed or traditional pubbed. I haven't decided yet. Mm -hmm. or where where that's going. Yeah. So those two are available right now. I'm also doing a novel, a young adult novel that is loosely based, but a lot of my own experiences with spirit now and about a girl that loses her mom, but gains a fabulous connection uh, with spirit guides. And she goes off in search of the father that she never knew. And she time jumps 
and she has some pretty cool spirit guides that I'm not going to spoil alert, mm -hmm. um, but they are based on my experience with my spirit guides. Oh, wow. That's so cool. I love that. I feel like that's going to be so awesome for so many younger people like now and in the future. And that leads me into the other thing I wanted to ask you about, which, um, and I feel like the title of the universe wants you to remember is like perfect for, you know, explaining what we are going through collectively, like our, our consciousness collectively right now. And, um, anyway, I just wondered if you could speak a little more about what you see happening. Like, do you, you know, with this huge awakening, I mean, I'm not going to pretend <laughs> like it's not happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm like, I think we both know. <laughs> it's been happening for lifetimes. Mm. Every lifetime has had their own awakening of consciousness. Mm. I've been doing this work for over 30 years, and I swear every year somebody says something different about, oh, it's this is the time for soul consciousness. And I'm just like, not in my head, sure it is. Of course it is. So was last year, so was the year before. You know, there's always a new phase of the moon, there's always a Mercury in retrograde. It just depends on where you are at and whether you as a single soul being, mm -hmm. is this your time? Mm. My time was years ago. Now I teach from what I already know. Mm -hmm. Remember what I've already remembered from my many past lifetimes. Mm -hmm. So I don't, right now I've been through many changes about how I want to refer to this time. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily a shift of soul consciousness, but a consciousness of oneness. Mm. We all agree we're souls in human bodies. We all agree. Are you ready to accept your knowing, to remember what you've always known, that you are oneness? Mm -hmm. Sixth dimension, I've done a couple of videos on this and have a blog on this. Sixth dimension was a, is about seamless present moments. You just move along with life. You don't judge anything. You're not thinking about, you just feel the loop, your time loop of mm -hmm. your past, present, and future. You feel everything. You deja vu all the time, whatever. You're like, okay, this is happening now. Great. No judgment. And of course you're loving more things, mm -hmm. not loving more because you can't love anything more than another thing. Mm -hmm. You can just love. So when people, this drives me, this is one of my peeves and I don't have many pet peeves, but when someone says, love you. And the other person says, love you more. Wow. That just makes me feel so shamed. Like you can't love me as much as I love you. And I said, please stop saying that. If, if you're listening to this podcast, don't say that. You can't love anything or anyone more. Love is love. It's what we came in here with and is what we've always had. So the consciousness of oneness is what is expanding us now. Mm. Why expanding us now more than any other lifetime? Because this is the lifetime where we are going further than we have in any other lifetime. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because we have the internet now. Mm -hmm. Because we have more healers. We have more therapy. We have more everything where we're acknowledging our past life, acknowledging. And we could open up YouTube and just Google Who's talking about the soul consciousness now? Mm -hmm. We didn't have that in past lifetimes. Mm 
Right. But we've always had the oneness mm -hmm. that's never disappeared. There have been people like me and you who experience this now that have experienced it in every lifetime. Abraham Lincoln was one of them. He experienced the oneness of consciousness. He experienced it, but who could he tell because of his position? Mm -hmm. Most people couldn't talk about it mm -hmm. because they were shunned, they were shamed, they were killed. Right. I, I knew this question was coming and it caused me to have a big remembering. Mm. When I was on my yoga mat many, many years ago, I'm gonna tell this quick. I closed my eyes to teach a meditation and I was immediately shot out of my body. This is way before I became a medium. It's taken out of my body. And I was up in the universe, darkness, stars. I was up there for months, years, years. I knew time was passing, it felt, forever. I was by myself. Until I said to myself, crap, how am I going to get back to my yoga studio? <laughs> and then I was dropped back onto my cushion. I opened my eyes and I said to my class, holy crap, I'm so sorry. How long was I gone? And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. You just said, close your eyes. When are we going to do the meditation? So that was probably almost 20 years ago. I have been viewing myself in that space as my physical body. Mm -hmm. And it felt good. I, I repeated that experience in many meditations, but always viewing myself as Donna in that space, accepting that space, feeling good in that space. Just recently, I recognized, I remembered, I am not in that space. I am that space. My mind was blown. <laughs> it was blown. It was a moment. I'm like, why have I not seen that? I've heard Lincoln talk to me about create stillness, not look for stillness, be the stillness. Mm -hmm. And I heard him again when I recognized, when I remembered Donna, you're not in that space. You are that space. I'm like, wow. Now, for the last few days, I've been meditating on that, on releasing my physical knowing in that space, because that is the oneness of consciousness, the consciousness of oneness, COO, be the COO. <laughs> Earth's purpose, our purpose on this earth, it was created for us to do this. It was created for us to do this. So I've just started now to recognize seventh dimension. I knew it happened eventually. I would get, get out of sixth and go to seventh. I knew it happened eventually. I feel it's happening a couple months before it's time, though. I feel like I had to experience this, experience this explain it first to myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of still doing it right now, explaining it to you, that the seventh dimension now is me, all about me. Mm. That any thought, feeling I have is all about me. And what is my awareness about that? Not blaming someone else for how I feel, mm -hmm. not judging anyone else for what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I believe 2020 through the last two years has been that opportunity 
for more people to dive deep into that because they were by themselves. Yes. Did everybody do it? I can't account for that. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> and this is where I am today. So how does that feel for you when I talk about you're not in the universe? You're not in that space that I was in, which was darkness and stars. You're not the physical body in there. It's really taking me, retraining my mind. And I'm, you can see me now, but for everybody listening, I'm like, got my hands into my, massaging my temples. I'm retraining my mind to not think about the physical body or the spiritual body in that place. You are that place. I literally just wrote about this this morning. <laughs> mm, there you go. <laughs> Another. <laughs> so I was writing about our astrology charts. And I said, from the great central sun comes our sun, the son of God. And then we are sons of that sun. So we're all sons of God each having our own little solar system, which you could see as like the astrological birth chart, choosing which aspects of each planet, where we were going to have them, what gifts we would have, what, what challenges we would choose. And then I was thinking, well, how does your unique little solar system interact with all the other ones around you? You know, there's that aspect as well. And it just led me to think of myself as a star. And I was just thinking about burning off dust, you know, like we're just going through life burning off dust until we eventually run out of gas. And then our dust settles to the earth and becomes worm food for the next being who will return to the oneness and then choose again. So <laughs> I'm, I'm in the same place in a different way. My mind, I love how you can put things very simply. My mind wanders out <laughs> like to all the branches. It tries to do it at once. <laughs> That's what I've been doing for 20 years. Yeah. I've been what you just said. I've been figuring that out. I've been living with that experience 20 years ago on my yoga mat. I've been living with that experience. It's only been the last few days where I recognize, hey, I was viewing that wrong. It, it worked for 20 years. It got me here, but well, I need to view it a different way. Hello, seventh dimension. Mm. And you, I, I wrote this this morning and then I went on Instagram and I saw one of your reels. It was an automatic writing reel. And I wrote down what you wrote because I figured this would come up. <laughs> it says, mm. together there is a oneness that lights up the sky. Allow the sky to shine in your eyes. Oh my God. I wrote that and I didn't even make the connection to what I've been experiencing the last couple of days. <laughs> I wrote that just yesterday. I didn't I even, I was going to ask you when you wrote it because yesterday I was drawing the Egyptian Pharaoh and the two eyes, the eye of Horus and the eye of Thoth. And I was thinking about the sun in one and the moon in the other. And I, I was having the same thoughts and I just thought it was so cool. It, and this is what you're talking about is how we're connecting to the oneness because, and then we each, what I feel like is that right now 
it's not just connecting to the oneness. I think there's a twofold process. I think it's individuating and connecting to the oneness. Like, I think we have this opportunity to really uniquely step into our own little blueprint or our own little solar system and live out that role and also have access to the, to the oneness. Yes, 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 and yes. And now we have to define our version of the oneness. And I've been talking about it for a couple of years. It's here. It's here. Just as our past lives, our future lives, and our loved ones in the world of spirit, our guides, they're all here. Mm -hmm. Your vibration makes the oneness. And you could vibrate in 3D, 4D, 5D, 60, 70, 80, or beyond. You could stay there. You could go up and down. You could, I've experienced a tsunami into the fifth dimension from fourth dimensional souls who have come into fifth dimension and said, we're just here to check it out. We're not sure if we want to stay here. We're just here to check it out. So those of us who were stable in the fifth dimension show the way, but we don't pull. Mm. We don't tug people in. We don't push them out. We allow them to come in and with their awareness of oneness, it expands the oneness. Mm -hmm. And then vibrationally, the oneness encompasses everyone from 3D, 4D, 5D. Yeah. So, but like what you just said, you could still be in the oneness and in third dimension, fourth dimension, whatever dimension you want to be in. But the oneness is expanding. That's what the consciousness of oneness is. Not soul consciousness, but consciousness of oneness. And then, like you said, individual souls can be in the consciousness of oneness. I'm saying this for the first time. <laughs> You're hearing this from spirit for the first time. Like before I even do my own video, because I will be doing my own. Yeah. These souls in the oneness of consciousness or the consciousness of oneness, I don't know what I like better. I like COO, so that would be consciousness of oneness. I'm all about anagram anagrams. Is that what that's called? Uh, I'm all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're hanging out and they're feeling the vibration, but they don't know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. But they're receiving it mm -hmm. because of all of us that have done this, me, 30, 40 years mm -hmm. of this journey. And now those people, those souls are hanging out in this vibration going, wow, I feel really great. And I have no idea why. <laughs> You're welcome. I have no problem except I accepted that role for myself. Yeah. So remember when I talked about all the dreams I've had, mm -hmm. teaching yoga and teaching being classes, I kept thinking that was literal. It's figurative. It's me teaching the vibration mm. that goes out mm -hmm. to so many souls, thousands of souls. I'm like, how can I be in a room with thousands of people? I don't know how I'm doing this. Wow, that's it was vibrational. You just reminded me of another friend who's had very similar visions of herself. There you go. I can't wait to send this to her. 
it's vibrational. I've seen the vibration. I've seen the tsunami. Tsunami, tsunami. I've seen it. I've seen it come into the room when I was teaching this powerful teaching. I don't remember what it was, but there were five women and we were we were doing something big. And this tsunami of souls came into the room to listen. Hmm. And they stood there and listened. And then when I was done, they all left and went back to their respective souls. Mm. They had come out in this tsunami of love, spent the time with me, and then went back to their individual souls. And then that person picked up the vibration of what I taught that day. Can you imagine the thousands of people you can heal that you can help along their, I don't like the word heal, that you can help along their journey just by doing your work. Yes. Yes. And I immediately think of, I think this is hard for a lot of people who are uh, awakening and realizing they're like, you know, where they're headed, their soul, mission, whatever you want to call it. You know, people are always like, I have a soul mission. And, yeah. um, you know, sometimes we can get attached to wanting everything to change. Just like we were talking about earlier, we attach to wanting to change other people. And I, I also have come to the same point that you're saying where it's like, I don't need to pull. I don't need to change. I just need to focus on what's right here in front of me. Right. And, um, when you were talking about all of these you know, all this vibration sort of spreading out and expanding, all I could think about was synchronicity um, and like syncing how it's people's consciousness syncing up. So I don't know about you, but I've been noticing a lot of people, you know, channeling, I call it channeling the same sorts of things I've been thinking that day, just like we've talked about in this conversation, like, oh, I was yeah. just thinking about that this morning. And it's like, we're, we're synchronizing. And that was something else that I wrote this morning. I came up with a new definition of synchronicity because it's, I thought, oh, I'm in synchron, synchronicity. Oh, I love that. <laughs> in a new city. And <laughs> I love that. I went to write it down. Here, I'm going to, I'm going to find it real quick. <laughs> Synchronicity. Synchronicity. A city where the mailman waves like the wing of a bird who soars over to tweet hello as you smell the sweet scent of a rose whose petals spiral out silently, conveying the dimensions of the universe. Oh, my. <laughs> Mind blown. Mind blown. That is exactly what we were just talking about. That is it. The vibration. Because you saw it as petals. You saw it as something. <gasps> I'm rubbing my temples again. Wow. Is this too much, Donna, for you today? Is this too much? I have to explode into stars, Donna. <laughs> I have to take a nap. I So we're... We've moved now because I haven't talked about seventh dimension yet. I've only gotten as far as the six because that's what I've been living in. But it makes perfect sense. The six has set us up for the seventh dimension. Something's going to happen. Something else is going to happen. And I always say it's going to happen to me. It's me. It's always me. 
Seventh dimension is about me first. It's got to happen to me first. How am I going to put it out there if it doesn't happen to me first? I've got to experience it. I have to experience it first. I, I am this, this filter that you have allowed with this reading right now, this, this session right now with us, you and I together, this filter that you have, have allowed us to move through. I, I am imaging, I bought my daughter a water filter system and her Brooklyn water has been clogging it. Oh, so wow. I keep, yep. I keep emailing the company. I'm like, this is supposed to be a great filter. What's happening? Is it Brooklyn? What is it? In three weeks, what's the last four months? It lasts three weeks. And the woman finally says to me, yes, I've been getting reports on that area has been clogging up the filter. So the water can't run through. Whoa. So now, because I'm sitting here looking at a note for myself, I got to look into another water filter for my daughter, apparently. I'm sitting here and thinking, oh my gosh, this is what happens to souls as they filter through. They could get clogged, but there's always somebody that makes it. There's always a drip that makes it through. And that has to, at that point, spread the vibe, mm. which is what your feathers, the mailman was doing, <laughs> spreading the feathers of the vibration. But you see how filter, this filter, that we create for ourselves as humans coming into this world, filters, you can call it as boundaries, you can call it, I don't like any of those words. Mm -hmm. Why would I create a boundary, for, boundary from something that I need to feel? And figure it out, figure it out. Mm -hmm. This paradigm versus new paradigm words. Mm -hmm. You said channeling, I'm like, I gotta do a video on channeling because that word I don't even like anymore. Mm -hmm. But it's what people recognize right now. Mm -hmm. That was a beautiful, this was beautiful. This was yes. just, <laughs> this couldn't have happened. You and I set this up weeks ago, weeks ago. It could not have happened weeks ago. It could not have happened last week. Yeah. And it was weird because I knew I, I had time, but I was like, no, I don't until like two weeks from now for some reason. <laughs> You see how you listened because I had to write that message yesterday. You had to write that poem today. Mm -hmm. I had to experience seventh dimension. Otherwise I'm been talking about the old stuff that I've been talking about. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the stuff I've been talking about. Google me. Now we're looking at a different, a different talk. Now we're looking at something different. You and isn't it beautiful that it's, it's a product of us just reflecting off of each other. Yep. You know? Based on the filter we went through mm. yesterday and today. The filter we went through. Literal filter, not metaphor filter. Really, I think it was a literal filter. Hmm. We have been trying to get through this clogged filter. And the clog is basically our human existence. <laughs> funny that sounds it's human right yeah because when we came into this world we forget right forgot everything we needed to remember but we can never forget love love stays love can get buried but it's there somewhere so we've created a clog 
it's a clog. And, and all I can see is this small filter that we keep replacing in my daughter filter that's filled with sediment. Mm-hmm. But it's sediment to help filter out what's going through. Yeah. But the sediment remains, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Sediment, along with the chemicals that it's taken out, mm-hmm. remains. Mm-hmm. So that clog is always here for uh, us as humans. The clog in the filter is, stays here until we've gone through it, until we go through it. And then it's gone from us, but it's still there for others. Right. I, I, I'm hearing the word grit. It's yeah, like, exactly, I, exactly. you know, I always think about the challenges and the friction in life. That's what gives us grit. You know, it's like we have to have some grit to filter through, to, to purify. To, you know, like the sandpaper, like you got to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> scrub yes. it off. But what, see, this is an interesting thing too, because I love what you said about, we, we have our times and all these different lifetimes that we awaken, right? So I've actually had that question in my mind before, like when, when, um, when I sort of started to awaken, I thought, have I done this in every life? Does this happen every time? This is, you know, I, I wondered that. And, um, and I can't remember it from any other time. I remember a lot of things from Egypt for some reason, like Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. probably, you know, lived in that time or whatever, but, um, right now that grit, like, okay, so are we, are we living on the same earth plane, just in different dimensions? Is that's what ha- is happening? Like, you know, that's what I try to wrap my mind around because some people have these ideas that there's like a, a new earth forming, a new sphere, forming, <laughs> you know? And to me, physically, I'm like, how is that possible? You know? But spiritually, I could see it. I could see it forming and through people. Oh, my gosh. This reminds me of something from one of your podcasts I just listened to. Okay. So (laughs) people (laughs) passing over, right? Passing away. Maybe they decide to incarnate on this other sphere now. Maybe this is a new world that's being created. And somehow we know while we're here, but this reminded me of a podcast you just had where you referred to, um, many earths. Does that ring a bell with anything I just said? I know I was just absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. You, you evolved from the original question right to where I was going to take you. You just walked yourself through it. Hmm. Original everything's happening right now. Everything's happening, right? We know everything's happening right now. As you get more in tune to the vibration of that, you feel more of your past lives, more deja vu's, more everything. Yeah. Every other lifetime, yes, you've gotten to this point. This point now, where you're gonna go from here is the first time you've gone further. Mm. Because of the internet, more healing capabilities, more acceptance, right? Less judgment, more acceptance of yourself, 
-hmm. but also you've died early in past lives because you were like, oh, here I am, this evolved soul. People are like, we can't have that, kill her, <laughs> right? Yeah. We don't do that anymore, thankfully. We do that for many things. We have many judgments. So you can see how other people have taken that into this lifetime a little more drastically. Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel for all of those people. So we, now we've come in, we've got all this going on. And yes, vibrationally, we're moving beyond that. This new, before you go to the many earths, because that was the first time I heard that just a few weeks ago. If you can say this, people were talking like, like you said, the dimensions of consciousness, eventually it's going to create something new. It's going to create something new for every person, differently for every person. But yes, I am viewing myself right now as not a product of the earth I came into. Mm -hmm. Not the same at all. Mm -hmm. Not the same at all. I view everything differently. I am in my own little version of earth for me, for my vibration right now. Mm -hmm. And I still see a lot of people peeking in, right? That happens. But right now I'm still in my in mind. So now you're talking about that podcast, which people need to go listen to because it is mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. Did you notice, first of all, my, my sister is my editor. So we have to, we have to process these after they're done. And you can't, you can only imagine the conversations that go on. <laughs> did spirit just really say that? And did my guests not even pick that up? So there are things that come out of my mouth that I don't pick up until I hear it afterwards. Right. Yeah. Because it's not me talking. Right. So we start talking about the earths. To Donna, during the time of that reading, I'm seeing other earths, the physical earth mm -hmm. in other different planets mm -hmm. because there are people that are doing this on their earth and that on their earth. There are different earths. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's pretty powerful. I get that. I get what this person in the non-physical, this ambassador to the earths <laughs> was telling us during that podcast. I got it. Then I started to analyze it with my sister and I'm like, and she says, oh, I was kind of thinking of it. They're all earths on this earth. Oh my God, you just blew my mind even more. Mm -hmm. So you just said that too, with your explanation, you went to that place mm -hmm. that they're being created as little pockets that the earths are on this earth, just in a different dimension. So I, I, I think most of the time I am in a different dimension because I walk around constantly, we'll say 90% of the time, listening spirit, opening to that space I want to be and not create and not be in, but be. So I don't know yet. I don't know if I can confirm or deny what you just said. Well, it's interesting because something came up for me as you were talking about this and it's, it's, it goes back to our own little solar system. Mm, so maybe yes. we're, we're each creating our vision of what new earth would be or whatever. And it's just another reflection of the fractals of the universe because everything is just expanding infinitely. Have you read my blog, The Eye of the Earth? No. <laughs> Mind blown. I channeled an entity at Kripalu, not Kripalu, at Omega four years ago. I channeled it for two years. It was the eye of the earth. Mm -hmm. It was the being, the entity 
that was floating around in, in the universe that the earth was created on top of. He sacrificed this entity. I call it a he, it doesn't matter. This entity sacrificed his life for earth to be created. So he was stuck. We're going, we're going to the filter thing. He was stuck in that earth. When he called me, when this entity, I don't mean he, when this entity called me up to where I was going to channel it, and he started speaking through me, I went, who the heck is this? Mm -hmm. For two years, I wrote his messages. Wow. Then he finally left. He left in 2018. That's when he said, I'm ready to leave. He gave all these fabulous messages. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we need to do now. So I've, I've, I've taught people now since then to stop transmuting stuff into the earth. Mm. Don't do that anymore mm -hmm. because the earth doesn't have the eye anymore to filter it. So when you transmute something, it needs to transmute off into space, off this way, not that way, hmm. not down, but up. Mm -hmm. So through you, but out, not into the earth anymore. Yeah. That's how the earth shifted. That's when I first started experiencing that the earth has already shifted. People are saying, oh, the earth has shifted. The earth is done. The earth has shifted. <laughs> We've passed that point. Mm -hmm. Now we need to take care of us on the earth, us, not the earth. The earth is done. The earth is going to be here a lot longer than any of us. Yeah. Because it's not a physical thing. That's the first time I said that. It's not a physical thing. It's what you just talked about. So all these people that were judging because they're harming the earth, the fishing, the, the, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's not my lesson. That's their lesson that they chose on this earth. Of course, I'm going to do what I can to save the planet, right? I'm still going to do that. Mm -hmm. But that's not my lesson because the earth is here for that lesson. So you can't harm the earth. Hello, people. You really can't harm the earth. It's your lesson. That's how you chose out to play, chose to play out your own lesson mm. and your beliefs on the earth. The earth's going to be here a lot longer. The earth is regenerating all the freaking time. Yeah. Mm. because it's not a physical thing isn't it i gotta rub my temples i gotta rub my no, temples i know it's like we're moving beyond our limited knowledge that just accounts for the particle and we're beginning to understand the wave you know the wave is the the little symbol for aquarius we're in the we're coming into the aquarian age this is what we're beginning to understand is frequency and like these dimensions you're talking about and what's wild with this multiverse concept, which I love that you took it. I didn't even use that word yet. Right. Like multiverse. Ugh, is there even a universe? I mean, <laughs> no, there, there, you, we use the word universe, right? But, but there are millions of universes. So there isn't, there isn't a word for what's out there. Someone, someone uh, comment on one of my posts when I wrote, the universe wrote you a poem. Mm -hmm. And it, they wrote, the universe can't talk, stupid. That's what they wrote. <laughs> the universe can't talk, stupid. And I won't, and I wrote back, ah, but I guess you've forgotten or you haven't remembered yet that you are the universe. So you're speaking to yourself. 
universe. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm sure he didn't like what I wrote back. I didn't care. He made a valid point. He made a valid point. The universe cannot speak when you view it as something outside yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's more inside you. Because remember, we go, let's go back. Let's loop this right around to the beginning comment I made about being in that space as the physical form. Yeah. If I can still look down and see my legs in that space, I have not moved into that. I am that space. Mm -hmm. I am not in that space. I am that space. Mm -hmm. So we are not in or of this. We are this. So what is the oneness then? You know, this is the oneness. The oneness encompasses it's everything. everything. Oh, everything. <laughs> it's everything. all the multiverses. <laughs> everything. Everything. But what's wild is that we are, it's like we're collectively creating it individually and collectively. Yes. Um, and I think that, you know, maybe this is why you don't realize this till you get to a certain vibration. Although, oh, I don't know. I'm getting into all the paradoxes now, Donna. I'm like, maybe I don't like that word. I don't like that word. You don't? I can't, me, I can't explain more. it. Words that I cannot explain, mm -hmm. I view as old paradigm. Words that I've never used before in my life, I view as old paradigm. If you ask me to explain paradox, I have no idea what it is. Mm. Because that's duality too. Yeah. And non-duality doesn't mean there's not good or bad, right or wrong, or earth or not. It's just the view of it in whatever dimension you're sitting in right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't like to feel so low that I have to come out of that low. Mm -hmm. I'd rather just take that low and say, oh, I feel this low. Oh, I'm breathing into this low. Oh, I feel this low. This dimension. That's okay. I'll move myself out of it. You're absolutely right when you say it takes us individually and then. What did you say? Collective. Individually and then collectively. I, I think collective is going away too. Yeah. I think it's more turning into oneness. Collective is oneness. It is oneness. But you can keep viewing things around you as just your little version. It doesn't get you anywhere. It just doesn't get anywhere. It keeps you stuck in this. I don't want to touch that person. I don't want to send love to that person. That person just killed a million people. I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, unfortunately, we have to. <laughs> You have to just love everything because it's all you it's everything <laughs> you. It's all about you you're everything and everyone you've ever been you just you're forgot. just beautiful too like i mean if you think about just you know taking that frame of mind it's like how how could you do things that would harm any anybody intentionally, you know? It's like, um, yeah, I don't know. You've blown my mind today. <laughs> I've, I've blown my own mind today. I didn't think that was possible. I'm still blown that I wrote that message yesterday from Spirit and I didn't even make the connection of what I've been going through. But you see how it the vibration needs more. 
the vibration needs more of that awareness. The vibration, because yesterday I was like, I'm not going to write another one of these automatic writings. I just did one two days ago. Yeah. But I'm like, nope, spirit wants me to write it. And they kept starting me with the word together, mm. together, together. They kept using that word. So it, the people that do horrible things, I don't want to put any more on them than what they've chosen to do in this lifetime, oh, what yeah. their journey is. Why I don't want to judge them anymore because they're already going through so much that they don't even understand. Like, oh yeah, they knew they were doing it. Of course they knew they were doing it. It's what they chose to do this lifetime so that all of us can learn the lesson of not judging. Mm. So the whole like, oh, I'm going to protest or I'm going to do something like that. That's not mine. I can't do that. I will support you if that's what you want to do. But yeah. that's not me. I can't do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm beyond that. I've already sent love to all of that. Mm -hmm. So I can't go in and protest that. If you're going to protest, at least do it with love. Yeah. Oh, Going I in with that love vibration. Totally. So same thing with people that you don't agree with. But but now, doesn't it make you think? Because now you're like me. Now you're like, oh, I'm going to be more like Donna. I'm just going to stay in the house every day and only go have fun by myself. I don't need to do anything else. No. It's a vibrational thing. It's a vibrational thing. So I'm doing it just because I'm sitting here. I'm doing it. Yeah. But it's like, well, why not carry that outside and go places? Oh, I do. People, I do. You know? I'm not saying that. But <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go myself somewhere. I'm going to go yeah. talk to the dogs that I meet or the cats that I meet, you know, the fish, yeah. the birds, right? And if someone's meant to be in my vibration, they will show up. Yeah. And I will communicate. Well, but. I'm honored that I feel Yay, like you're I part of this. I'm into your vibration. <laughs> I'm glad you stumbled in. Thanks for stumbling in. Yeah. <laughs> I needed, I clearly, I needed, we needed this. Mm -hmm. These 24 hours, I've been wanting to do the video on that, how it taught me to be in that, be of that space, not that in that space. Yeah. I've been wanting to do that for the past three days, but I think I needed to process it a little bit more. Now I've got more to add. It's wild just the past three day it, it has been about three days for me i have just had like an overflow of creativity like an overflow of messages and uh i was wondering you know like i almost made a little post that was like and this is how the synchronicity came up i was about to say <laughs> who else is in synchronicity right now <laughs> i'm totally in that city with you totally in there with you yeah and that's reminds me we've we've talked about words a lot and um i just listened to a podcast with aubrey marcus and laurel let me see her name i've heard that name before laurel erica and she made this famous video that was about like that that old phrase it's like we wake up in the morning and go to work to do our job or whatever and she she breaks down how the words are spells and um uh, uh. this woman she's magical though like she, i listened to her talk and she really inspired me um and we're we're here talking about words and she's she started a new dictionary i believe that people can contribute <laughs> So that we can wow. change words, bring new words, 
so we can you know create a new world if you will with our words because first there was the word you know we speak everything into we speak it we spoke it first yep yep break down this word you have a pen to write down yeah i don't know if you saw i did this on another podcast alone a l o n e Oh, one. And what's aloneness? Aloneness. All oneness. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I love it. We're never alone. We're never alone. We're never alone. It's true. Brings it back to oneness, the consciousness of oneness, the COO. Be the COO. What is chief operating officer? That's what Be I was going to ask you. It's because I keep laughing when you say that because I immediately think CEO, COO. Yep, it's COO. There is there is such a thing of your business. Oh, Be the okay. CEO of your own. Yep. Yeah. Chief operating officer. Be it. Be it. <laughs> I love it. it. Wow, I think we've covered so. Remember when you just said, you just said overflowing with something the last few days? You just said you've been overflowing, overflowing with messages. Yeah. What does that mean? Let's go back to the filter. Yeah. You were bypassed the junk. You know, when a filter, when you fill a filter, when you fill a water filter, there's the stuff that's on top, right? Mm -hmm. The stuff that has to go through the filter. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it overflows at top and never goes through the filter. Mm. I'm okay with overflowing. I'm okay <laughs> with spilling over. That means I don't have to go through that filter again. Yeah. So if we're always the top piece that keeps spilling and filling, we have that ability to overflow. Yeah. Which was really one of the first podcasts I ever did for years ago during the pandemic with this guy called Dakin Tool. And I pulled a word from the Spirit Dictionary before I did it. And the word was spill. Hmm. So spill over. We have to spill over this love. We have to. We don't have to go through the sediment. I love that. Maybe some do, but not me. I don't want to go through that sediment anymore. I'll stop myself and I'll say, nope, I'm just going to jump off the edge. It's quantum healing. Yeah. Say that again. I said, because you feel you filled your cup. I've already filled it. I've, I've and I'm in love with the filling. Remember that from one of my podcasts. Mm. It, your cup has always been filled, always been full. Mm. Now you're learning to love the filling. Oh, I love that. You have to love what's in there. It's always been full. It's not about half empty or half full. Not about that. Always been full. So now whatever enters just spills over. Just spills over because you're full. Mm. Just spills over. Learn to love the filling. I love it. <laughs> I feel like like 80 million hours have just passed. I know. When we listen to this podcast again, this is going to be one of those ones where you will get something new every time you listen to it. There will be something else that comes through even beyond what we're saying. Even though we just did a pretty decent job of articulating some pretty complex things, there's still <laughs> things beneath 
that will come through. I love when that happens. Um, I am so honored that I've had you in these last two days to go through this because it's usually been just me. And then I wait a couple months and then I share it. This needed speedier action. Mm. This needed something more. This needed this, this that you and I have. Yeah. We needed this. We needed to spill over, spill over, mm -hmm. overflow. I'm overflow now. And my stomach started hurting again. I had a couple, like six months where it was pretty, something was going on. Doctor said, fine, just keep working through it. And it stopped the day we launched our podcast. Hmm. It was like I was giving birth. And that's what my sister said. All your pain sounds like contractions. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, it does. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. It started again about four days ago, five days ago. The contractions again started. Hmm. We're giving birth to something else. Oh, I love that. I love it. I can't, I also immediately think I can't wait to see all of the other people who are also birthing this because oh, that's, they're there. that's what I keep seeing is more people hopping into this vibration and, and helping birth whatever it is that we're yep. birthing. And I guess I'm the type of person I like to get to the bottom of things. I, I just ask so many questions and I have to tell you, you know, this conversation and just I, I really feel like I've sort of absorbed something from you and it feels like there's this like you can just be at peace with not having to know. <laughs> you can exactly. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. You were primed. You were primed for this. So if you think about the a water filter jug. It's all I have in my head right now. And, and you have the water filling and filling. And if you get to the top, you got to stop because it didn't finish filtering yet. Mm -hmm. And you've been on that edge. Mm -hmm. You haven't let go to go through the filter. You've been sitting on the top of that water saying, no, I'm not going that way. No, I'm not going that way. I just put in some more water. <laughs> there we and go. And you let go. And you let go. <laughs> you overflowed. Finally, you let go. Good. <laughs> I must have done the same thing. That's all I can think. We were both sitting on that edge. Yeah. Yeah. Spirit just put it in some more water. That's all. Just put in some more water. That's it. it. That's it. But there's a lot now. I got to process this. And I, I don't want to think about it too much, but you're right. You don't have to think about it too much. It's mm -hmm. just absorbed now into your day to day. That's the whole idea between fifth and sixth dimension. Fifth dimension is you keep thinking about it and processing it. And when it comes up again, sixth dimension seamless you don't have to think about everything your day just goes mm. so you, we're already in six mm -hmm. we just jumped to seven now the goal the challenge the work is to get stay more in seven yeah so it can vibrationally get bigger and bigger that's all yeah don't turn around to help those in sixth fifth and fourth though we can't we have to keep going they are working off our vibration so mm -hmm. all those people that are doing what we're doing right now they're there they're there doing it. I don't know what form or fashion it's going to come out mm -hmm. and how it's going to come out. All I can do is keep sharing it on my vibrationally and on my literal social media vibration. Mm. All I can do. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Donna. <laughs>
Thank you. Thank you for finding your way here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Light Always Wins. You can find me on Instagram at light.alwayswins. And if you enjoyed the show, leave us a review and hit subscribe. And maybe share with some of your friends. Until next time, remember, light always wins.